Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I want to talk about getting over the hump of anxiety. And this is a listener question and answer. They brought out an interesting thought that they had here about getting over the hump of anxiety. And so I wanted to share parts of their email with you. Hello, Gina. I just wanted to start off by saying I love your podcasts. They really help me with anxiety a lot of the time. I wanted to reach out and get some insight or advice from a scary experience I had. And they went on to say that a few months ago, they were sick with the flu. And normally, if they're sick and they take a lot of medicine, it makes them anxious. So I won't get into the details, but they had an incident where their phone went dead. They were trying to call their sister for help because they didn't feel good, really didn't feel good after they had taken their medicine and eaten and taken a nap. And so long story short, they ended up having to go to the neighbor next door for help and they called 911. When the 911 arrived, they took my vitals and said I was fine. From that day on, I have had major anxiety every time that I'm alone and I haven't been able to get past this scary hump. Do you have any tips on how to go back to when I wasn't scared of being alone? So, Thank you so much for writing that in. That brought up a lot of things for me. It brought up a whole bunch of issues around illness and what that does to our anxiety, because I know you had obviously been anxious before, and then you were sick, and then you were like really stuck after this big panic attack and with 911 being called, because it seems that they said you were fine. So, This is a good place for us to look at a couple of different parts of your issue. Thank you again for sending it in because what it does is it reminds me of a lot of other emails that I get and I can talk about a couple of different things here. So the place that we start is by getting the all clear from our healthcare team, which is exactly what you did. You checked in, you already had been, sounds like you were already doctoring the flu. You had some medication to take and had already seen someone for that. And then you had this other kind of over the top anxious response and uh, 911 was called. 
and they cleared you for the time being. So that's the first thing we have to do is really let's get a baseline. You know, are we really okay? Yeah. Are we safe? We can even ask that of ourselves. Is this really okay? Or do I need help beyond what I have immediately here in front of me? And if we're working with a health issue, we want to do what's required to heal and to recover, which is exactly what you were already doing. We want to take that step to heal and recover. And then we take the following steps when they are presented to us. So this is known as dropping the rope. We do what we can with what we have, and then we let go. We drop the rope, no more fighting, no more Googling, no more seeking reassurance, because both of those things feed the anxiety and you can end up staying in the cycle longer. Now, health anxiety is worrying excessively that you are or may become seriously ill. So I'm wondering if that is part of what was going on with our listener. Perhaps they were having more concern about being really ill, more ill than they were already doctoring, right? Maybe they were becoming seriously ill. This happens to many people when they are sick. Not everyone. Many people when they get actually very ill with serious conditions no longer experience that underlying anxiety. Some of that can go away because they have things to deal with that are right in front of them. When we're talking about anxiety, we're not talking about what's right in front of us. We're talking about the fear of the future of what's to come or what is happening that we don't know about. It's that elusive fear. We can't put our finger on it, but we're worried about it, right? So we want to make sure that we don't get stuck in Googling or seeking reassurance over and over again, because that feeds our anxiety cycle and keeps us fueling it so that we are never getting back to that peace and calm side of our nervous system. Health anxiety is worrying excessively that you are or may become seriously ill. So like from having a cold or a flu, you may spiral out into worrying about more serious and life-threatening diseases. Now, you may have a bump in the road in your illness where you hit the wall, you got even sicker, and this can happen when we're ill. And that might trigger this excessive worry about becoming seriously ill. So we want to watch that because when we get stuck in the worrying about more serious and life-threatening illnesses, our imagination really begins to take over. And you may also have the experience of having no physical symptoms with health anxiety. This happens to some people. Or you may believe that normal body sensations or minor symptoms are signs of severe illness. And an example of that was in my own case. I was very young. I was in my 20s. And when I would have a gas bubble that would come and I would feel the sensation in my chest or anywhere around my heart, I was for sure having a heart attack. So I get this, believe me, and many of us have had this where we believe that a normal body sensation or a minor symptom is a sign of a severe illness, even though a thorough medical exam 
doesn't reveal a serious medical condition. It's really stuck in our fear and our anxiety. Illnesses can make you vulnerable to anxiety. So this is why some of this happens when we're already down with a cold or a flu or allergies or whatever. When we're sick, we feel more helpless. We feel crummy, right? We just, ugh, we don't feel good. We're exhausted. And maybe we're a little worried. If you combine all those things together for an anxiety sufferer, all of that stress is huge. When you put that together, it's a ticket down the wormhole. If you are already leaning toward being an anxious person, when you put together some cold, some flu, some exhaustion, just general malaise, fever, put it together and we're already gone. Our imagination has taken off and we have all kinds of things. But other than trying to take steps to prevent illness, which we should always be heading in that direction, and by taking proper care of ourselves. And when we are sick doing the things that are necessary to recover, being sick is simply something we don't have control over in our bodies. And so this loss of control is something that makes people feel extremely anxious. Anxiety wants to control it, and it wants to know the outcome, and it wants to know the outcome now. This is a big piece of anxiety is this inability to wait. There is no sense of being able to sit with the present circumstance and let some time pass. This is why it's very difficult for anxious people to be ill without worrying about more. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And as we all know, getting over an illness, even the common cold or an allergy, takes time. And anxiety wants nothing to do with letting the time pass. And this is why we practice things like meditation and our breathing 
and being with what is so that when we are actually falling down the wormhole, we can remember that we can wait and we can let some time pass and we won't feel like this. And I mean, being sick forever. So something we have to learn to keep in mind. Just you hearing me say it doesn't make it so. You have to practice this. And so we practice this with smaller things, such as having to wait in line at a grocery store. We're all still going to the grocery store and we still have to check out. And there's a line, whether you're checking out with the cashier or you're checking yourself out, there's usually some kind of a line. This is a perfect place to practice this waiting, this being okay with a light and small discomfort. And we practice with these smaller things over and over so that when we need to pull up this kind of behavior with something big, it's already in place in us. We know how to do it. We've been there. We know how to do it and we can do it easily, but we have to practice. So waiting and letting some time pass is our way of conveying the message that all is well. Yeah, even when we're not feeling good, we can let our brain know we in our minds are thinking, this is okay. It's uncomfortable, but it's not particularly dangerous. So I can be okay. I am safe. And that lets the amygdala stand down. It lets it stop sending messages to the rest of your body to send out stress hormones and keep you feeling like you have to run for safety, that you have to get out of where you are, that you're in danger, keeps your heart racing, keeps that nervous tension going. And when the amygdala can stand down, it allows us to eventually fall back into our rest and digest side of our nervous system. That's the parasympathetic nervous system side for more peace and calm. We can do this, but we have to practice it. So again, it's our little bits of time in our meditation. It's our practicing our breathing when we don't need it. Practice with me right now, breathing through your nose as much as you can. I know if you're exercising or you're walking fast or something, you may be triggered to want to breathe through your mouth because you need to breathe more air in faster. But normally, if you are trying to calm yourself down, you'll want to breathe through your nose, which automatically slows the rate of breathing, which is what is that? That is a message to the body that you are safe. So breathing in through your nose and then just breathing out again through your nose if you can, but wherever you're breathing out through, let it be longer and slower. And as you're exhaling, you can let your muscles just relax just a little bit as you are letting that exhale out. And the more that you can do this practicing it, the sooner you will not need to think about it so much, but you will automatically go there when you want to calm yourself down. 
Remember to see your fearful thoughts as actual symptoms of your anxiety and panic attack. Fearful thoughts are a symptom of being anxious or being in a panic. The more stressed you are, the more fearful thoughts that you are going to be noticing. The more you can put these thoughts into the neutral or I don't care basket, the less additional fear you will create. And the sooner you will let your body stop releasing those stress hormones. Remember, the thoughts that may be running through your head may not be true. We tend to believe every thought when we're anxious or panicky. We think everything that is coming up in our head is true. And those thoughts simply are not all true. Now, hypochondria is no longer listed in the DSM-5 as a diagnosis, which some people might consider what I'm talking about as being a part of hypochondria, of thinking that what you have is a big illness. But it is now considered an anxiety disorder in which the focus of the fear and the worry is on uncomfortable or unusual physical sensations being an indication of a serious medical condition. So isn't that interesting? Uncomfortable sensations. That's what they're calling health anxiety or what used to be called hypochondria. Very interesting, this word of discomfort. If we can learn to be okay with being uncomfortable, not in danger, but just uncomfortable, we can really begin to settle this anxiety down and get over the hump. So the way out or over the hump, as our listener asked about, is through. You begin by noticing your thoughts and feelings that arise when you are stressed, not fighting them, not tugging on the rope with them or going with them with Dr. Google. Just notice them and finding them interesting versus using them as more evidence that something is terribly wrong. Because you can now understand that your mind is stressed and thinking more fearful thoughts, but they are not necessarily true. I hope this show has been helpful for you. And I encourage you to send in questions or comments to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. Worry often gives a small thing a big shadow. And that's a Swedish proverb. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, Be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.